Hello, brave listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. I am your host. I'm joined uh, this fine day, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Blake. Hey, everybody. It's me. It's Blake here for the podcast that you're listening to. That's him. What a fun Blake surprise, right? I know. They weren't expecting it uh, at our usual time every day, every Sunday. Uh, you know Blake is, is uh, joining me today uh, for a somewhat special episode of the podcast because we're revisiting uh, a new project from um, creators we've uh, whose games we've played before. Um, uh, in uh, fact, and who we've interviewed, who, friends of the yeah, show. I was getting there. Well, uh, you were taking too long. You took your damn sweet time. <laughs> I was building up to it. Yes, uh, we're playing uh, the new game by Turnfollow, who you will remember as the de- uh, the design duo uh, behind um, packing up the rest of your stuff on the last day at your, at your old, old apartment. Old apartment, yeah. yeah. Which uh, which was a game about moving and kind of the the nostalgia and and um, you know the the feeling of packing things up. Um, and uh, Turnfollow, uh, you'll remember, is composed of uh, Ian Ensley and Carter Lodewick, uh, who are uh, are the team behind the game we're playing uh, this week, which is their newest game. It's called Wide Ocean Big Jacket. Uh, and we were very fortunate enough to uh, get to play... Uh, well, we were allowed to get the codes just before it released, but it, by the time you hear this, it will have released. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were very, uh, we're very grateful to them for giving us a chance to to look at it. Um, so uh, yeah, this is their new game. It's um, a very similar art style. They have uh, they've really kind of developed a, a distinctive art style that is uh, is very f- familiar. Um, but this game is a little more uh, narrative. It's got multiple characters. Uh, and basically, uh, you play as a group of two 13-year-olds and the uh, aunt and uncle of one of them uh, as they go on a camping trip um, and get into all kinds of hijinks and have experiences <laughs> and talk about uh, their lives and their feelings. And it's very tender. I, I was uh, I, The first thing I would say about this game is something that just occurred to me while I was playing it. Is it's fe- it felt very cozy. Uh, sure you know um which i feel validated by uh in the description for the game it Mm -hmm. says uh playtime 60 to 90 minutes parentheses like watching a good movie with friends or curling up to read a book uh so very all right uh, i see that yeah yeah i mean um it's a very it's a it's a a sweet game uh it's a it's a funny game it's a uh you know heartfelt game uh and we'll we'll get into all that i i do want to say um before we start because this is a a narrative game a little bit more so than the last game we played uh by them uh it's definitely more narrative and and writing driven we should say say, in fact it got a finalist for excellence in narrative for uh IGF igf 2019 which is the uh independent game wait this says 2020 Oh, does it? Well, or, the awards are in 2020, but it's four game. It's got it's oh, kind of confusing. Yeah, yeah. You have to submit in 2019. Anyway, it's right. silly. But um, but yes, uh, IGF uh nominee uh, which is pretty exciting. But um, I I will say we we're we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff and a lot of the joy from this game comes from 
uh, you know, reading the funny jokes and experiencing the story and the little touches uh, as they happen. So uh, I'm going to say if you haven't played the game, uh, I strongly, strongly recommend that you uh, stop listening to this right now. Go yes. buy it on itch or steam for eight bucks and, and play through it. It's yeah, uh, I, well I would, worth that. Say it's very worth it. Um, it's yeah. yeah, it's one of the um, one of the best games of this type, this sort of like uh, sh- it, like very short, you know, 90 minute games uh, that I've played. Yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely uh, loved my time with it. So uh, yep. please, please, for the love of God, uh, if you haven't played the game, go do it and go support yeah. Carter Lodwick and Ian Ensley. They're our friends. Kind of. They stuff. were on our podcast one time and we <laughs> like them. So please, uh, please buy their game and enjoy it for yourself before we uh, tell you a bunch of dumb stuff about it. You know? <laughs> uh, when you were when you were giving them the, the warning that we're about to go into spoiler territory, uh, the way you said it, you were like, I must warn you. For some reason, my first thought is you were going to like do the, the like ESRB rating. Like, I must warn you sexual themes use of alcohol <laughs> yeah and wait I it guess is rated game, t i was really reading the the dude, rating that's for this game. that's i i didn't think about that so one thing about this game that's uh sort of stands out from a lot of games we play is this game has a has a publisher is published yeah. by uh tender claws um yeah. who are kind of known for um vr experiences uh but this is actually their first and kind of a new initiative to sort of uh publish um, you know, more narrative driven games rather than just mm. VR experiences. Uh, so that's, that's a pretty, I mean, this might be, no, I don't think it's the first game we played that has been, had an actual publisher, but definitely it's one of few. And also, I guess because of that, it has more official release and it uh, has a rating, which is, uh, yeah. that's very funny to me. I don't know the last time we played a game that had a rating. This might be the first yeah yeah we normally operate in the like uh festival circuit film type zone of like this thing hasn't been rated because uh who knows who's gonna watch it (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, seriously yeah but anyway with with all that uh let's let's get into it so um how the game plays out largely well i guess let's let's set the stage of the the characters of the game we kind of gave broad things but yeah there yeah, are yeah. four there are four characters in this game basically there are a few like side characters but the four main character of this game are uh i would say the the sort of like main main character uh i would say is mord who mm. is a a 12 year old girl um and she has embarked on a camping trip with her uh uncle brad and Aunt Chloanne, and she has brought along her thirteen-year-old uh, boyfriend Ben, who is mm-hmm. kind of uh, anxious and reluctant. Uh, yes, little he's little, got, little chap. Yeah, he has uh, his glasses. For some reason, I felt like are just super like expressive. Oh, uh, like, I like think they just. Yeah, we'll we'll get the into character it, design but, is very good in general. I really it, feel like uh, uh, more it, it is the so sort strong. of like like um sarcastic jokey uh you know um preteen girl very uh-huh. like very on brand um, oh, yeah. or this like nervous kid uh feels very right and then i also felt like um uncle brad had the like uh you know trying to relate uncle uh-huh. in his in i feel his like he's i feel like brad well. is a reformed jock 
Like yeah. when he was a te- when he was a teenager, he was like on the football he was team. A bro. He, like, he wasn't that good, so he, he wasn't ever like you know gonna play in college or whatever. But he he's kept fit, you know. And but he kind of doesn't know how to relate to two kids who I I, I think are uh, undeniably capital W capital K weird kids. Oh uh, yeah. Well yeah, like, you can. T- it also uh, weird kids in the sense that they're very precocious, like. You can mm-hmm. you can see uh, like in the I mean it's part of just the sense of the humor humor of the game but a lot of times yeah. their like vocabulary exceeds them yeah and, I mean uh, it's that's that's kind of what I mean when I say weird kids it's like yeah, yeah, I, yeah I know because that's what men myself and many of my friends were when we were that age is you're like twelve and you're like ah other twelve year olds don't understand me because I'm uh, I think about things more and I use big words because I read a lot of books or yeah. I don't know that you just you, you described yourself as precocious. Yeah. You know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm so well read. I know what precocious is enough to <laughs> give the label to myself. <laughs> um, and then Aunt Cloanne is kind of like this sort of she's I would say she doesn't, uh, her character doesn't really come all the way to light until like a little later, but yeah. she's sort of more like, she's definitely very, uh, a, a bit uncomfortable. She doesn't know how to take care of children and doesn't really have any interest in, uh, yeah. like dealing with, uh, the way the kids, I mean, the, the kids are kind of at that age where, uh, they're curious about like the sort of broader, world rather than it's not like they're like a, a tiny toddler where they get or not a i'm not a tiny toddler but like a two-year-old where they're really curious about everything they asked a million questions they sort of ask a million questions in another way where they're sort of like toddlers of growing a, of like being an adult of like well actually how does the i know how like day-to-day life works but how does like the broader world work yeah. uh and so it's it's kind of a this is sort of the dynamics that set up all the character inter- interactions uh, in this game, which are excellent. <laughs> yeah, they're and really I think- great. I, I I the the writing is very good. The the characters feel very uh, realized and like individuated. Like you play, you know, you play for fifteen minutes, and you're really like, okay, I feel like I I have a, a really good grasp of like the dynamic of this group, and mm-hmm. and you get invested in like uh, seeing. Uh, you know how it plays out even though it's, it's a very like uh, you know a kind of low stakes uh, um, uh, you know event that they're going on they're just going camping but just from yeah. something so small they really get a lot of mileage out of the the character interactions yeah the interactions and also the the setting of camping and sort of the the tropes of 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 going camping i, I do want to talk about that at some point because uh, camp, yeah. camping is something i've done many times and uh, likewise and clearly, uh, the children in this game have done uh, little to no camping, uh, whereas uh, Uncle Brad and Aunt Cloanne have at least done. Uh, they 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 are known to go camping with one another. It seems like it's kind of yeah. one of their hobbies as a couple is to go on little camping trips. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that's kind of the 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 main layout of sort of the narrative and character implications, and then gameplay wise, uh, basically you um will get there's kind of a few different ways that uh parts of the game uh that involve gameplay sort of play out so the main one i would say the one that occurs most frequently is where you have this sort of like third person camera and you have either one character or two characters uh walking around and you kind of control them uh you either control one character you control them kind of both and Mm -hmm. you just sort of like walk around looking at things 
uh, and you can uh, interact with objects to basically engage a conversation uh, or get firewood roast hot sure, dogs sure which um yeah you just like pick pick something up but uh, advance then, the story in whatever yeah, way yeah. yeah and uh usually when you interact with something it cuts to these sort of uh stark it's basically like rather than uh having like a traditional cut scene uh where or some sort of scene where you're like pointing cameras back and forth at the characters and uh, cutting between those it just sort of has these like a mostly black screen with a little picture of the the character who's speaking and then the text that they're speaking below them uh yeah. and then the other characters respond in the same way um which is kind of an interesting approach i it's it's distinct from uh i feel like the the general approaches in in a game like this would either be to like do a cutscene uh like a standard cutscene or to just have uh the whatever's on the screen stay the same from gameplay and just have like a little box with the uh, text on it yeah um yeah so i did i did enjoy the the present it was a different presentation than i uh expected of like you know the whole screen's black but just a you know little portrait of the character and some some yeah. words but i feel it like it, it reminded like it me works. of like uh the age of silent film <laughs> you know like the the oh the text sure cards coming on the screen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i i can definitely see that yeah I thought, yeah, I thought it was a, it was a nice touch. It, um, it felt like an elegant way to, um, I mean, I don't know if this is the the thinking behind it, but it sort of, to me, it felt like a very like creative and elegant, uh, solution to the, you know, the material constraints of being a team of two. And, you know, it's very, uh, labor intensive to, you know, animate people's mouths moving. So you yeah. can do something like this, or you can do, you can do just like show their, their face but put the text on the bottom and in a way yeah. i actually felt like this is better than just doing yes. that like just, I, I, it I really agree. seemed to be more it felt more elegant and almost even more expressive than just like showing their blank faces i uh, i absolutely agree that it is sort of um there's an there's an extra like it, it sort of fits in the uh the stylistic or i guess i don't know it, it fits within the style of the rest of the game which yeah. i think is i think is uh something that uh broadly can be applied to this game which is like you can tell it's made by mostly two people some other folks obviously helped for different aspects like music mm -hmm. and you know right, extra right. little bits but largely developed by two people uh and those the the material realities of creating a game that is mm -hmm. ambitious as this which might not on the surface seem that ambitious but i mean like 3d environments characters yeah. moving around uh like animations is like pretty ambitious uh and so like i feel like they work within that in ways that they they somehow manage to turn every like constraint or reality of their development into the of the the game into a into a strength yeah so like totally. the biggest example for me it, yeah. is in the animations because obviously as the characters walk around there are there are animations but they're they're really um there's hardly any frames of animation like each uh walk cycle is like you know three or four frames of animation so it kind of they kind of have like this weird it's not it's not quite jittery but they just kind of like uh it looks like you know a flip book animation or something right there's just really not that many frames of yeah. animation to do them walking whereas like yeah traditionally in a 3d game you'd have you know 30 or 60 you usually if if you have your game running at 60 frames a second you have 60 frame animations or you know something i mean obviously uh in a 3d game they'd be keyframes so you're not actually like individually um animating you're not hand animating 60 frames but um but anyway so to have these uh these like really uh sort of 
cut down animations, it seems like it might be something that would make the game look really rough, but it actually ends up really cementing the style and the look of this game mm-hmm. uh, yeah. into something that is uh, uh, just so good. It's just oozing charm and like, I don't know. There, there's I, again like there. I've there are certain games where you play where like you can tell the animations don't have as many frames as you want there to be, and it's like, oh man, this yeah. this is kind of a bummer. They must not have been able to do that. And like, I never felt that in this game. I saw the animations. Yeah, totally. Like, man, these are these are excellent. They're so good. Yeah, they really they they make it um uh so you can't tell what was in uh easily tell what was an artistic choice and what was like a practical choice. Which, oh sure uh is yeah really good i one one little thing that uh just on that topic that i was really impressed with that a lot of people don't um uh don't bother to do for such a, a small game like this but uh the um the the character like postures uh have a lot of character to them like you i feel like a lot of characterization happens just from like the way characters stand and where they put their hands yes. which is, is something that it's another great example of like getting more from less because you can get a lot uh, from just like having a character be in a certain pose at a certain time. But like the way that Uncle Brad often has like his hand in his pocket sort of Mm -hmm. just feels like his, you know, just chilling uncle vibe. And then like Mm -hmm. Ben's arms are often like uh, crossed or shoved shoved deep in his pockets. Aunt Cloanne sometimes is like off to the side and Uh like arms behind her back or something like that. Like she's or like looking away. She's often smoking because she's kind of like uh off to the edge because she doesn't know how to uh, um how to be with the kids and i yeah. yeah i just felt like that was that was really good it wasn't just like they had this character model they just plopped them in the scene uh, yeah it was they they really made it seem like everything was very intentional yeah which so that brings me to sort of the other um more prevalent uh gameplay uh or how gameplay plays out is that uh you'll sort of be placed in the center of a of a scene and you'll be able to flip the camera around between a few different yeah. positions, usually pointing at the different characters. Uh, yeah. And the characters will be sitting in a static position, and you're just flipping the camera between them. Mm-hmm. And through these static positions, you sort of see the way they're interacting with one another. And then um, you'll usually be able to, or then you're you're able to do the same interaction you would with um, during like the third person walking around parts where you pick a character and you uh, sort of like carry out a dialogue that that character is usually it's like that character engages a conversation and that's the conversation you're jumping into and the the posing uh, of the characters in these scenes is just like it's it's so good the amount of character they imbue into like every single static pose yeah. in this game is just like it, it's yeah. crazy because games with so much more get so much less out of their uh, quote-unquote static poses and out of their animations to so for a game where it's just like these characters are literally like they're just sitting still they're not even doing like an idle animation to get so much uh personality across it's just like it's great this 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 is a game that is just uh the sum of so many small details that uh like absolutely work and you can tell we're like very very carefully honed that um i don't know it's it's just so good (laughs) yeah i like the um another thing they do uh in those scenes where you're just turning the camera is sometimes uh between um so you you can pick a character to kind of trigger the converse part of the conversation Mm -hmm. and then after the conversation's over and you go back to the 
the character models rather than the title cards. Uh-huh. Uh, the, sometimes their um, uh, posture or arrangement will have changed, uh, you know, in, in reference to yes. what, whatever they've but done. Only, they, but they, only they slightly. Only slightly, yeah. And they, they often get some some really good uh, uh, narrative moments out of that. The one that yeah. I, I took note of just because I, I loved it so much. I have a guess um, for what it is, so I'm ready to hear. Okay, uh, we're, 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 you know, we we gave the spoiler warning like 15 minutes ago. We didn't actually talk very much about the plot, but now I'm going to. But they're when they're all around the campfire, yep. and uh, and um, Ben tells his uh, yep his hor- his horror story, uh-huh. uh, which is such a great horror story. He, he tells it as if it were true, but it's this crazy story of like these rats coming out of his sink is genuinely horrifying. I was like, yeah. oh, Lord, like you killed it on the scary story, Ben. But um, so he finishes telling it. It's this really like creepy graphic story. And then uh, it, it puts you back um, when you gain the camera again, back in control. You have Ben's point of uh-huh. view and he's just kind of sitting there. And so you you reflexively flip and uh-huh. you, you I don't know which way you went, but I went to to um, to the right and you go. So you'll see Brad next and uh-huh. his eyes are like wide and he looks horrified. And uh-huh. you go to Aunt Chloanne, she also looks horrified. And then you flip one more and you see Mord and she just looks like smug and proud of him. She like, just looks yes. excited. Like that was she's a great like, story. She's you like, did yes, it. you killed it. And uh, and the timing was so it, it really felt like um the like beat that I, I flipped through it, uh-huh. I kind of unlit unwittingly created a very good like like a uh, comedic timing to it. Yeah. The, like, that's, the, the, that's the speed you would have, you know, you would have cut. Yeah. In in a film, and I, I I laughed out loud when I flipped to Mort, and she just looked proud. There's, it was it was so funny. I'm glad. So I was right that uh, I, that was the exact scene that I was thinking of. Is uh, the, I think my favorite detail is you can see um, the characters looking off screen at each other. So like in that example, yes, uh, Chloanne is like she's kind of like uh and she's looking over out of the side of her eyes at Brad, who's just yes. like looking at Ben like wide eyed. Um, <laughs> But I, I'm, I'm glad you uh, brought up the comedic timing because, again, it's one of those things that like in a game where things are playing out sort of like statically um, in many cases, you wouldn't expect there to be a sense of comedic timing. But there really is. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. And- they, it, it was really Im- impressive. I it, it really made me think about like that as a as an affordance that doesn't get used very much in games mm-hmm. like by by arranging um uh, like arrange, arranging the the scene in a certain way, you can like kind of have like emergent comedic timing. So yeah. so good. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's like how does how do you even make that work? It's it's great. Uh, and and I think furthermore, one of the ways they get it is using uh, sort of like a what in film you might refer to as a smash cut, which is that you uh, go from action and you sort of cut at an in uh, at a moment rather than cutting between action. So saying like, all right, now the action has stopped. So the scene ends and we're starting another scene and the action will build up is you're in the middle of uh, one scene of action. You cut to another scene of action, sort of like uh, in media race or something like in, in the middle of an action already happening. And they do that quite a bit in this game. This isn't obviously isn't this only game to do it. I think, uh, what is it? Uh, 30 flights of loving is kind of known for being mm. really influential in the indie space as like a game that really utilized uh, smash cuts of like cutting from one moment of gameplay to another moment of gameplay at a unexpected moment. But they use that as well to kind of uh, move the story along, but also, yeah, to get uh, sort of like comedy and um, and emotion out of different scenes by sort of yeah. uh, just quickly um, 
cutting or not even quickly, but carefully um, just cutting the camera to another or cutting the action to the next thing that's going to happen. Yeah. They, in, in retrospect, they, I guess um, I didn't think of this explicitly at the time, but the title cards really allow you to create, you know, cut like effects. Um, yeah. That you, because you know, you're going from black to, uh, you know, because in, in video games, there's often not very many actual cuts because it's kind mm. of like a smooth camera c- uh, controlled by the, the Sure, because the you can do it and you can't do that in a movie. So it's cool and it's objectively better, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so uh, I want to think of what where I want to go next. All right. I know where I want to go next. Uh, oh. Camping, Jordan. You you said you had a lot of experience camping, which I yeah, actually I wasn't Boy sure. Boy Scouts. I grew up in the Boy Scouts. We used to, and I lived uh, where I grew up in Southern New Mexico. Uh, Mm. It was like, because uh, it's, you know, just outside the city limits is just Mm. empty desert. You could go to a a campsite with a 20 or 30 minute drive. So we Mm. would do it all the time. Nice. Okay. So that's, that's interesting. I mean, I also, I have a, I grew up in um, Northern Utah, so uh, it's rather than being out in the middle of the desert, it's a lot of going up in the mountains, mountains but yeah. also like a ton of camping. My parents are extremely uh, as anyone who would choose to live in a suburb in Northern Utah, they're extremely outdoorsy people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, as a child, our vacations were largely not like, Oh, we're going to go to a resort or go to a city. It's like, we're going to go camping. Uh, and so it was interesting having that, uh, sort of mindset, uh, and, uh, watching something play out and as like these kids first camping trip and also even even uh, the adults where it's like implied that they've been camping quite a bit it you get the sense that since or I got the sense at least that um, since Mord has never been camping it's not like it came from her grandparents like Brad's parents because then uh, Mord's mom would also be into camping and she would have gone before or right you know so it's sort of like it's these aren't like generations of campers so it's kind of like and and also just the style of camping is a little bit more uh what uh, what we might call glamping Mm -hmm. um or we used to just call it car camping yeah car camping i mean which i've done a lot of car camping in my time but there's there's a difference between like car camping where i'm you know uh driving in in a little red convertible and setting up a little tent and staying for a night and like all right, we got to drive through a dirt road for two and a half hours to a lake that's like out in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, there's a toilet, but it's just a, it's just a pit and it doesn't smell good. (laughs) And, and also I think another aspect is that this is like a coastal camping, uh, with the ocean, obviously, Mm -hmm. I mean, wide ocean, big jacket. So I kind of got the impression this is like California it has a that was sort my of a, guess too. It felt like California to me. Yeah. And sort of like the, the California camping vibe, just, uh, uh, it's sort of inherently a little bit less rugged. I would, I would say than uh, a lot sure. of like my camping experience. Well, um, maybe, maybe it depends where in California you are, but certainly yeah, coastal I mean, California. there's definitely like, oh, yeah. there's definitely camping you can do in California, but the kind of camping where yeah. it's like, okay, we're going to go out for one night that, I mean, yeah. that, that kind of implies to me, it's not that far away from, uh, civilization that yeah. you would only go one well, night. They're, they're camping in a national park too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, I, 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 I don't know if I have, I, I thought I had specific insights I wrote down about sort of the, the level of camp experience, but it, it's, it's kind of fun to see, uh, the, 
uh, the, the way it sort of puts uh, people in uh, unexpected situations because uh, camping is something it sort of makes Ben extra uncomfortable because he's already you can tell he's already kind of a kid that is like uh, maybe not the most like the biggest social butterfly. He's kind of quiet in the early stretches of the game. He doesn't really like talk to the adults that much. Uh, Brad, there's an early scene where Brad doesn't even remember his name. So you kind of get the impression that yeah, he yeah. has talked so little that it's hard to remember his name. Yeah. Um, Although he does eventually uh, go help Brad pick up the wood without being asked. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's a good, he's a weird kid. He's a weird kid and he's a good kid. Both yeah, capitalized. He is, a, he is a good boy. Um, but there's, there's a moment where, uh, uh, Ben sort of like comes to this, uh, realization about camping that he's like, Oh, it's like you're in a whole little different world. Uh, when you're camping, like your, your campsite becomes like your whole world rather than, uh, the, everything around you, which is kind of plays into like the sort of precocious, you know, like brainy preteen or or like, there's a lot of like, uh, like suddenly deep. Like yeah, moments yeah. like like where the, and then and then I, I feel like they they write the adults reactions pretty well to those where they're they're like caught off guard and then they're like yeah oh. they're like oh like, yeah i mean you're you're kind of right i hadn't really thought about it like yeah and then, and then i love the moment when uh brad and cloanne are, are hiking by themselves later brad's like these these kids are only 13 they're way smarter than i was when i was 13 <laughs> yeah yeah that was another thing that made me feel like uh brad used to be a jock because like when he was yeah, 13 yeah. all he was thinking about was like playing baseball or something um, yeah sure but anyway uh, i think on the on the topic of camping i i felt like they uh they got the um the narrative beats of camping very right yes. like yeah. something about uh like you know it there's sort of like an, a natural like like three-part phase like uh-huh. narrative arc to camping like it's arrival set up uh mm-hmm. you know make the fire then it's like or er, arrival set up um you know get exploring uh-huh. and then uh there's nighttime uh with the fire and the then fire and the food and the storytelling and storytelling and then there's waking up in the morning uh, everyone uh you know waking up together and uh being tired and uh making coffee and stuff and 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 they they sort of like organize the 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 pacing of the whole uh game around those in a way that um by the time it was time to go to bed i like Uh had this weird moment where um i was like excited to get to the morning part of camping because when Uh i'm actually camping i really like that part when everyone's like you know, huddled up in their jacket, having just woken Dude. up and like drinking coffee together. And and like everyone's complaining about the fact that their bones are all achy from sleeping on the ground. And, yeah. And it's, and, it's cold. And, and like, it's cold. You just started the fire. And depending ev- on the season, you woke up with the sun, which you're not used to. And yeah. You, like totally. don't even really know what time it is. And also like morning for a lot of people is a time they really don't like. And so they like, don't really want to be around people, but with camping, it's like, Hey man, there, there's nowhere else Here to go. Are. If you, if you want to yeah. be by the warm, you got to be by the people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's actually a really good point because I think you're right that this game, like really subtly knows how to, how to play with those, um, those feelings of camping of like, all right, it's getting cold and somebody wants to go to bed. They're the first one off from the fire pit. And you know, depending on the crowd you're with, it's like, okay, then someone else follows them immediately. Like their partner, Brad in this case. And then the kids decide to go and get up to some night shenanigans. Or in some cases it's, you know, uh, once the, 
certain people are gone, then it's like, all right, now the rest of us, we're going to get really drunk and we're going <laughs> to stay around <laughs> this campfire or we're going to start telling, you know, different kinds of stories that the people that were here earlier aren't, aren't into or, you know, that sort of thing. So the, yeah, the dynamics and the feelings of the, the different moments of, of, uh, the, the camping arc are all, uh, really, uh, nailed here. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, uh, it made me want to camp. I was like, dude, I want to go camping. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad I've been camping in the last year. Cause before that I hadn't been like camping in quite a while, properly camping. Yeah, My parents been don't so do long. My parents don't do much like proper tent camping anymore. They're trailer people now. Uh, uh you know, they're retirees. They don't want to, they don't want to sleep on a, on a, they don't want achy bones. They might not no. stop being achy. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they have a king size mat. Well, it's probably a queen size mattress in yeah. their, you know, trailer that has like lazy boys in it. It's wild. Luxurious. Uh, but, uh, That's over the summer, glamping. over, over the summer, I did do some like more classic camping. And furthermore, I did it with like young people that don't have that much gear. So it was a little bit more like this where it's like, you know, when I go camping with my parents, it's like, they've got a fridge in their trailer and it's like, Oh, my mom's like, I just cooked normal food. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. whereas like, you know, when I'm with my, you know, buddies that are, you know, we're all 25 or something. It's like, all right, we, I got, we got uh, veggie hot dogs. Let's get, let's do it. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah. camping is okay. great. Camping is great. Everyone should camp. Um, yeah, try camping. Yes. If you haven't, uh, try it. Uh, so I, I don't really, um, my notes are sort of disorganized. So I'll just go to the, the next thing we haven't talked about yet. Uh, I was impressed by, um, the fact that in almost all of the vignettes uh-huh. where you have the ability to move around, there was mm-hmm. a very intuitive sense of where I needed to go to advance the story. And, mm-hmm. uh, also, uh, in a few of them, they they naturally structure the like the the story and the context and the location were sort of naturally drawing my attention to the place where the story advanced. The one that I was specifically thinking of is when you're playing as um, Cloanne by herself with her uh, binoculars. Mm. Uh, you look at a few birds and then you notice uh, Ben's head poking off the cliff, and you're like, "Oh, what's oh really? What I are Ben and Mort doing?" Oh, did you not? Oh, then maybe it it wasn't as, I don't know if I was just lucky to notice it or if, uh, or, or what, but, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, for me, at least it played very like smoothly where I like looked at the birds for a second and then I, uh, and then I stumbled on, uh, Ben's head and his glasses poking over the ridge and I very naturally got curious and went that way. Yeah. Yeah. I would say there's, uh, I, I largely agree. There are a few moments. Actually, there's only really one moment where I, I just like it took me five minutes of wandering around to figure out what I was supposed to be doing. And it's when you're uh, playing as Brad, um, Cloanne's hiding from you in the tent, reading her uh, pulpy, trashy romance book. Uh, and um, I, you pack a, you like put away uh, a bunch of the stuff on the table and then I could not figure out what to do. Uh, you had to pack up glow bones, but I, I uh, honestly, I, for a yeah. while I thought I had like bugged out the game because I was just, I walked around like, I do not know what I can interact oh. with. And then finally yeah. I was like, ah, yeah, that's bones. fair. Yeah. I guess in the moments when you're supposed to interact with something, uh, it, you can sometimes lose track of what your objective is. The, the one place that that really happened to me was the nighttime scene with uh-huh. Mord and Ben. When you find uh-huh. the, uh, you're supposed to find the, the nice spot or whatever. It's when you, oh, you, sure. you decide to sit down and hang out. Um, yeah. But I, uh, 
I had to wander a bit before I stumbled into that. Oh, interesting. Cause that one I'm like, Oh, fire pit. That's it. And you, there's always on, you know, there's always yeah. on a, on a beach where there's not supposed to be a fire pit. There's always a fire pit. Yeah. I, I guess I just started walking the wrong way and then, yeah, I, yeah, that'll get you. Yeah. Um, okay. I wanted to talk about something. I, I kind of mentioned it, uh, or alluded to it earlier, but I want to talk about, uh, so the, the writing of the game, uh, I should hope like everything else we've talked about by this, you know, the writing is extremely good. And I think yes. partially I've avoided talking about it because it's, uh, I know we gave a spoiler warning, but I mean, you should experience the jokes of this game uh, for yourself. Yeah. But I did want to talk about just like some sort of, rather than just like word choice, um, some little touches uh, to the text that imbue it with more character than uh, most other games of this sort would would do. So one of those is the the capitalization of words. Uh, oh yeah, not, not even not even like all caps because all caps is pretty common. But sort of uh, putting uh, capital letters at the front of words as sort of like declaring their uh, significance or like this is a title of something. And I feel like the the uh, the kids do it a lot, and the, the parents don't do it as much. And uh, or not the parents, the adults don't do it as much. So it's sort of like uh, reinforces the 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 theme of like kids sort of like thinking about things being important or grown up as like, all right, this is like capital T something. I don't, you, know, you know what I mean? I'm not sure if I'm uh, articulating that point very easily or very, um very well, but. Yeah, I, think I thought I know what you mean. Yeah, I thought the 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 way it's like I, not something I would have thought about uh, being used so effectively. But if you're paying attention, I noticed it. Um, oh, where was it? I think I I think I wrote. Um, oh, there's uh, a part early in the game where Mord uh, is talking about something, and she says the camping trip as just like the trip we're on, and uh, all three letters of the camping trip or all three words are capitalized at the, oh, like yeah. the first letter of each word. So because of that, I was sort of uh, paying more uh, explicit attention for the rest of the game. And it's actually a trick that's deployed many times throughout the game. And it's kind of like, man, I never thought about how much like obviously putting uh, the whole word in all capital letters is kind of like, I, this is being yelled or this is a forceful yeah. uh, statement, but uh, having just the first letters and the, 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 the uh, two kid characters, it's like pretty common that they, they use this. And it, it was actually, I was like, wow, this is a pretty subtle way to actually add a lot of character and sort of like yeah. give you a better sense of how these kids feel about it. And also the way that they're saying it to each other. Yeah. Cause the camping trip, you know, with the capital, uh, capitalized uh, letters makes it sound like it's like an event, like a yeah. huge thing. Because in her mind it is, she's never been yeah. camping before. And like, this is her first little boyfriend. Yeah. And this is like their first, uh, outing yeah. together and her parents aren't around. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, 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 uh, capitalization and sort of textual stuff like that remind me of is it, it felt very much like, um, like, uh, online communication. Like it could be yes. someone in a comment thread or in a yes. Facebook message, which also helped to characterize them because, uh, you know, there's this sort of generational thing where yes. you know, these kids who have grown up with uh communicating social media will have different sorts of like textual mm -hmm. habits and so i yeah i thought that, that was, was exactly too. the next place i was gonna go so i'm uh -huh. glad you went there for me <laughs> i um, know you so well blake 
Well, I mean, I think really you're just reading, picking up on uh, the same thing about this game being good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the other, the other, this one's a little bit uh, less unique, but um, the other sort of element of the text that I found they were deploying more than you would normally see in a game like this is uh, using parentheses, and they kind of use mm. uh, oh, parentheses yeah, for like, like whispering or a private conversation. Yeah, yeah. So it's a way to sort of for them to denote like, oh, we're talking to. I'm only talking to one other person rather than yeah, to the whole yeah. group. And it's funny because uh, they acknowledge like moments like that by the adults being like, well, we can hear you, you guys. We're not very far away. I'm three feet away. Um, but yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I just think oh, it's so good, man. So good. Um, uh, yeah, really good. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to talk about with the writing is uh, uh, I was I liked the. Um, uh, how to put this? Let me start over a little bit. Uh, the one thing that I, I about halfway through started wondering if they were going to do was I was wondering if they were going to have a, you know, like a tone shift, like mm. there was going to be like suddenly something bad. And mm. I, I remember thinking like, I wonder how they'll handle that. Cause on the one hand you want to have some sort of like complication sure. for the narrative, but on the other hand, mm. it doesn't tonally, this is not a, it's not that kind of story. Sure. Uh, and I thought they did a good job of having uh, having moments where it's like the real talk comes out between the characters and it feels um, dramatic and like there are stakes and like uh, you're really like empathizing with the characters. But then it doesn't you know, it doesn't you know, it's not like a, a cheap like ah now everything goes wrong. Um, and the, the one that I was, uh, there's a few moments of that, um, all of which I thought were really good, but I, I especially liked the one where, um, the private conversation between Cloanne and, uh, uncle Brad, where they talk about the fact that they, you know, they had said they would never want kids. Mm. Uh, and Cloanne is, you know, still adamant about that, but suddenly Brad's faith in that decision has been shook. And it really seems like, you know, it is a potential conflict and you're like empathizing with the you know, this moment in the relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but then they sort of like, you know, like come to the conclusion that it's just like, they want to spend more time with their, uh, with these kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I felt, it felt very real and like, and it also felt like a natural sort of um, uh, narrative development. Cause it's like, it, you know, it starts at the beginning with these two adults being like really uncomfortable and clueless with these kids and gradually uh -huh. coming to care for them over the course of the, of the trip. Yeah, and, and this and, is sort of the natural conversation they'll have with each other after having that experience. So yeah. And, and one of them, uncle Brad sort of being like, Oh man, this is actually something I, I kind of would want to do. And Colin yeah. being like, Oh yeah, this is like fun because it's different than if they were my kids. Right. Yes. Um, but yeah. I think, I think you bring a really good point that like, it feels like it has a place in the sort of dramatic storytelling beats of the story, but mm -hmm. it doesn't feel manufactured. I think, I think it kind of distills uh, the one of the broader like huge successes of this game is that it just feels so like human and yeah. even as things are playing out uh, in ways that obviously could maybe seem like trite like ah there has to be a conflict because it's a story and stories have to have yeah, conflict yeah. but it plays out in a way that is so sensitive to human emotion and feelings and uh, yeah. again like evokes uh, sort of quote unquote realistic dialogue. I think sometimes when people talk about movies as having like realistic dialogue, it's like this thing of like, oh wow, they feel like real people, uh, which is good, but also like sometimes that actually doesn't make your movie any better. That's just like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but this game, I feel like 
this game and i think it's broadly one of the things that makes turn follows games resonate so well with me personally is just how um sensitive to the humanity of every single uh interaction between humans no how no matter how small and also just like every uh detail and the the texture and their games just feels uh so lived it feels like it's it this is weird but it feels empathetic like it feels like they are the way they're building their games is like just with empathy for ev- yeah. every single detail and interaction yeah yeah i i it's a very like ephemeral and hard to pin down thing but you can really there's like there is a when you really feel like the creator of a narrative uh like um empathizes with the characters uh it it just really shines through and this i think is a great example of that that these these feel like people who they've put a lot of thought into you know what makes them tick and uh and you know what their anxieties and 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 loves are um and yeah it's just it's just so wholesome i am just uh, you know i you just play it and you just feel good <laughs> Well, so that's interesting because uh, the, using the term wholesome. So I feel like, I don't know if you've seen this, but in my sort of like uh, independent, small game dev Twitter sphere, I've actually been seeing some people uh, kind of like uh, turning up their nose at the term wholesome and how oh, sort of yeah. as a sort of as a reaction in the in the like smaller indie space of games to, uh, you know, I feel like in, you know, five or seven years ago, it was like our games art question mark. Okay. So we got to make all these like serious art games. And now there's sort of a reaction to that of like, okay, we made a lot of like really serious games to try and improve your art, but let's make yeah. uh, games that are like, you know, we're thinking a lot more about violence because of how much violence is in our daily lives. And do we really want to put that in games? So let's make a game that has no violences and about like, uh, nice, good-hearted things, and so wholesome has kind of become uh, the 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 term du jour to describe uh, games of this sort. Yeah, and okay. I've, I've I, been, it's not wholesome in the sense of like uh, you know, like its primary affect yeah, is just like feel I'm, I'm good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. Uh, I, I have. A, I have a point with this that sort of oh, okay. uh, counters in that. But so I've se- I've been seeing people sort of like uh, be like, all right, well, you're saying things are wholesome that aren't really. They're just kind of like vaguely nice (laughs) and sort of yeah and sort of like in many cases slight and don't really earn their their feelings of positivity outside of like a general positive feel or like uh you know vibes of general goodness whereas i feel like this game again like what i was talking about earlier with empathy is it it just empathy it has since sensitivity to uh the emotions and uh of 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 all the details and it lets you feel them uh sincerely in a way that uh is kind of um not quite heartwarming but sort of is it makes you feel uh good and validated in the uh complexities of human emotion and communication yeah because in this like what could be like a silly frivolous little camping trip game or might seem to be that on the surface. There's actually like so much emotional depth and, uh, and you feel the highs and lows of this like slight and potentially mundane experience, uh, because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree. I felt like, um, there totally, it reminded me a little bit of, uh, of um like a kind of a lot of uh you know 
like coming of age stories like that mm-hmm. had a similar sense of humor of like uh like seeing the world from the point of view of a 13 year old mm-hmm. um uh yeah but i agree i yeah definitely the word wholesome has uh, has uh you know like all all words designed to describe an aesthetic eventually just become a a like overused parody of themselves and now wholesome just means like you know the thing you would see on like the Yahoo homepage or whatever, like, you know, yeah. Well, I mean the thing you see on Facebook of like, yeah, check out this little kid who's doing something that definitely their parents didn't tell them to do and point a camera at them for. (laughs) Yeah. Look how uh, faith in humanity humanity. restored. (laughs) Yeah. It, this, it, it, it uh, elicits many of those feelings in a deeper way that doesn't feel cheap or unearned at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Agreed. All right. Did you have, do you have any other, um, um, yeah, I had a few just like, uh, specific moments I wanted to ask you about. So I was curious, um, since I only played it once, uh, who'd you pick for, there's a couple moments when you have a, a choice of which Mm. character does Mm -hmm. something. And I was just curious if there's any difference between who you choose. So who did you choose to do the Diablo? Um, I chose Mord. Uh, who did I choose? I think I chose Mord as well. I felt like Mord Ben was going to be nervous about it, you know. Yes, and I didn't. Ben I didn't want to put him it. under duress. <laughs> See, uh, that's there, the, fi- there that's was the fire involved. I wasn't sure he was going to react well under pressure. Yeah, that's fair. I was. I was thinking similarly. Okay, who did you give the stick to the first time at the end? Um. So Mord starts with it, right? Yes, Mord starts. Okay, with the stick. so I gave it to Ben. Oh, okay. That's and different then, than me. And then Ben gave it to Brad and then Brad gave it to Chloanne. I felt like that was a nice arc of like, okay, Mord gives it to Ben cause it's her boyfriend and they've sort of like, I think there's sort of a little bit of a question in the game after you get some uh, exposition between Mord and uh, Brad about how uh, Ben and her were like best friends and now they're dating. So there's sort of like a question of like, okay, well are they really, I mean, they're 13. Do they yeah. really need to be dating rather than just being friends? Cause at that age you, I feel like you think you need uh, a, a romantic partner more than you actually do. Um, so there's sort of that question there. Um, and so, um, and throughout the game, you kind of get this thing like, Oh, maybe no, maybe they actually will, uh, quote unquote workout. So I'm like, all right, the yeah. solidifying that by giving, uh, Ben the stick and then, uh, Ben and, uh, Brad had the moment earlier where, uh, he's like, thanks for helping me come get the sticks. And when he, when he like wakes up and makes breakfast for everybody, it's kind of like, at first I got the sense Brad didn't really, you know, Brad was a jock and Ben is kind of a weird kid. So at first there's kind of like the common ground doesn't seem to be there, but then as they know each other more, there's kind of like, yeah. this is ridiculous. This is how my brain works. So I'm like ascribing all these like <laughs> head cannon to, well, I, I mean, I do think that the, the game invites you yeah, to, absolutely. to think about that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then um, finally Brad gives it to Chloanne as like, I forgive you for, uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously there's no other choice at that point, but it was yeah, the yeah. symbolic thing of like, she yeah. sort of felt the most like the outsider. I mean, if you look yeah. at like the title art for the game, it's like, yeah. she's looking yeah. off to the side and, uh, uh-huh. uh, it's kind of funny. She looks kind of distant. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even in the, 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 that image, they, you yeah. know, they've really put some expressive, uh, postures in the characters. Uh, I, so I gave it to, Chloanne first because I felt like mm. uh, Mord and Chloanne's talk that they had late at night was very uh, like yes, sure. I thought there this was a nice 
uh, a touching ending to that because it's like Mord um, reassuring Cloanne that it's like yes. you, you did okay and we're uh-huh. cool and okay. I like yeah. you and you're you're uncomfortable but let me assure yeah. you that you're cool uh huh and that feels like a very Mord thing as like the sort of like gregarious and outgoing yeah uh yeah. little girl that she is is like I got this for you as a as a token of our goodwill yeah. And then, so how she responds was funny. She was, she even phrases it that way. Like, uh, thanks for having, thanks for talking to me last night. Uh, if I ever have any more detailed questions, I'll come to you. And then Clan's ah. like, ah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and then who did Cloanne give it to? Um, I don't remember what order I did the rest of them. Wow. Uh, wow. She might've given it to Ben. I don't remember why I did that. Just cause I was like. Brad doesn't need it. <laughs> no, he's good. He he he's a he's a jock. He doesn't think about these sort of things that he hard. He doesn't think about the sticks. He, he doesn't ascribe as much meaning to it as Ben would. Yeah. Um. All right. I had um. Uh. I actually had a thing that I just remembered. Um. Which is that uh. I wanted to talk about the visual designs of the characters. We talked about the posing and stuff. Um. But uh. The sort of like awkward shaped bodies and like noodly limbs yeah, uh, yeah. of the, of the I, kids. I, I really liked, I don't know why, but Mord has this weird, like, like kind of hip gut thing that yes. I felt like was very, it just for some reason really fit her character. It like, just it seems just, like a, 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 like a pre pubescent little girl. That's just yes. like, well, yeah, your body's just, just a, a kind of a weird shape. But yeah, I really feel like they, they made the, the both of the kids uh, uh-huh. seem like they, you know, that, that sort of like 13 year old thing of like, you're, yeah. you're growing into your body and don't quite, uh, yeah. it's almost like you're in a suit that doesn't completely that, fit. Yep. Like you're, you're just this Absolutely. awkward thing inhabiting this body. That's all weird. Um, that you yeah. don't fully understand. And I feel like they, they captured that pretty well. Yeah. So I, I, I totally agree with all that. And I also wanted to add, um, I was reading an interview that Gama Sutra did with, uh, Carter Lodwick and Ian Ensley. Um, and there's uh, this excerpt that I thought was uh, pretty good. Uh, so I'm going to read it. I'm trying to remember who said this. I, I don't remember which of them said this, uh, but uh, it says a weird rule emerged while designing the characters, which was that the older character was the older a character was the more detail they would have. So the kids are really simple with noodle arms, no hands, perfectly round heads. They and oh. uncle have more regular proportions. You can see their biceps, forearms, for example, and they have sort of boxy hands. Then there are a couple of characters in their sixties or seventies and they have fingers. I'm not sure what this says, what uh, says to the player exactly, but the game is kind of about how people develop and define themselves throughout their lives. So hopefully it's quietly reinforcing that theme. Oh, that is so good. I, I love that. Well, so yeah. who is the, the old character? Is it the Alan, the, the I think it's guy? the firewood guy. Yeah. yeah. He and, was uh, maybe very the funny looking because he had an enormous torso and a little head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's, he has this very distinct proportions, right? He does. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Ah, see, I knew the visual design of this game was smart. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's great. It's very good. Um, I, uh, thought I, had I, I thought, but I lost it. Uh, well, this isn't about the visual design, but I think we'd be remiss if I didn't invite you to talk about the sound design. Uh, I did have uh, one one thought about sound, which uh, is that uh, when you first arrive uh, and you finish unpacking and people are settling in, uh, mm-hmm. there's a moment when you realize it's kind of subtle at first, but you realize that there's sounds of flies buzzing. And uh-huh. I, I just thought that was such a good 
uh, touch. I really just like felt like I was camping at that moment. And then sure. I was like, oh God, I like felt like I needed to swat them away. Uh, it's so it's funny they, that you mentioned that because there's uh, in like the key art, there is a, there's a fly buzzing around drawn. Oh yeah. So yeah. It's funny that you bring, and it is <laughs> yep. a very camping thing of like, listen, yes. man, you're in, you're in the bugs world. Normally bugs are in your world. You're in, you're in their yeah. world, baby. <laughs> you're in their town. Um, but yeah, the sound design, uh, I will say is, uh, I, I did take note of it. Um, the, the, the one note I have is, uh, capital, uh, all capital letters, great zipper sound. The zipper as you go in and out of the tent oh, is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and in that Gama Sutra interview, they talk about how most of the sound, uh, they recorded themselves, uh, with Love like, it. some, some, like some of their own recording equipment. Uh, and I think it again it's like you could easily have just like pulled a bunch of sound libraries and i think a lot of a lot of the games we play that it sort of exist in a similar space uh do and it's kind of like blatant that they do yeah so again like like all things in this game the the tiny details are in uh are there to um really subtly just enrich everything um yeah that's that's great uh i i i did yeah, that was another good moment that just like the sound really made you feel like you were camping. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. I just thought of the detail I was talking about earlier when we were talking about the character design. This is a, this is a weird one, uh, but the way that Brad holds a beer can is oh. uh, so weirdly evocative, which is like if you pay attention in any scene where he's not like taking a sip from it. Uh, so his hand is just like literally a box. So he doesn't have any fingers. So you can't see his fingers, but the can is always adjusted like below his hand. So he's like holding it by the top. Oh yeah. You know you what I mean? How you kind of like claws on steam. Yeah. Yeah. I, you kind of like claw grip a beer. Yeah. 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 And it's just like but, that sort of thing. It's just like subtly adding character to yeah. uh, this it's guy. It's just like is a quirk. He, yeah. Yeah. He holds his beer from the top. I thought that it's just one of those things I noticed where I'm just like, man, dude, <laughs> this game is so good. Oh, incredible. What a find. Um, do you have anything else? I feel like uh, we're getting into the rambly uh, gushy parts, uh, which, yeah. you know, let's let's not let's not uh, say gushing isn't worthwhile. Uh, I think this game has earned it. But um, <laughs> do you um, have any sort of final thoughts? Uh, I just wanted to shout out a pun that I noticed. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is that uh, this one, I'm just completely bragging at this point. But the the. Uh, I'm curious if you noticed this that um when Mort says she's going to bed, she's like, I'm gonna go do the big sleep. And then Cloanne is like, uh, that means you die. And uh-huh. she's like, Okay, fine. Then how about a little death? And yes. then uh and Cloanne is like, she, I think she was like dot 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 and like her eyes go white or something. And then but that is the French for orgasm <laughs> is uh La Petite Mort, the little death. Uh, oh no i did yeah. not know that one wow yeah, so i i assume that's what the the joke was there wow that's kind of <laughs> dark french i know i've always thought those were i don't know if it's i think it might be one like uh, a euphemism for a euphemism for orgasm not like the it may not the, be the, the, the standard way huh you know Interesting. even in english we have a bunch like you know orgasm come yeah bust sure. your nut uh, uh just nut <laughs> just nut um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I imagine, you know, there's some French kids recording a podcast. But did you know that break a peanut is orgasm in English? Wow, that's so weird. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you break <laughs> a peanut? Fucking weirdos. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, while we're doing uh, writing shout outs, I'll, I'll grant myself only one, 
which okay. is uh, there's a moment where uh, Mord asks uh, Cloanne what her favorite drink is. She says a gin and tonic. She's like, ah, mm. is that an adult drink? What does it taste like? And Clan's like, uh, I don't know. It's like bubbly pine trees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which uh, that was I, good. I, I, that was really good. Um, but with that, I think uh, we can finally close the book on this game, which I should hope at this point you know that uh, we both found we to be come uh, delightful. To, yeah. Very, uh, very highly recommend. It just came out, uh, and yeah. Turn Follows is a great, a great think, duo. I actually uh, think, so. in hindsight, you know, we didn't actually spoil that much. I thought we were going to spend no, we more didn't. time we talking really about not. the the individual jokes uh, that are all great. But I think we yeah. managed to actually not do that that much. So yeah, uh, yeah. If you've so. listened to this whole thing and you still haven't played it, like fucking, what are you doing? Go play it, dude. Come on. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it is, um, I mean, also it's like, you can't spoil the jokes that much just because like so many of them come from like the, oh, the, the context, the context or the, 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 the beats between the characters. Yeah. Uh, so, so definitely, uh, definitely experience that for yourself. It's uh, $8 on steam and well worth the, the price of admission. So, uh, go ahead and find that. So, uh, um, next week we'll be playing a game, uh, by the name of remnants. Uh, which is by uh, June Flower on Itch.io. Um, so this is uh, an exploration game where the sort of the thing that drew it to us is uh, every um, room in the game is uh, hand drawn uh, pixel by pixel. Uh, so that's pretty impressive, and the art style seems interesting. And that's just like a level of dedication to craft that we were uh, we were intrigued by. So we'll be playing uh, June Flower's Remnants. Um, exploration game. Uh, if you're interested in playing that game uh, in advance of uh, the episode, uh, you should follow us on Twitter uh, at EdgeGuardCast. Uh, that's where we release uh, links to our new episodes as well as uh, information about uh, the games we play and the Twitter handles for creators of those games. So if that's the kind of information you want, you should definitely follow us there. It's a good time. We, uh, we shout out at creators. Sometimes uh, we'll have brief conversations with them about their games uh so if you want to be part of that uh community and get updates for the podcast and uh uh and or recommend a game for us to play that's the place to do it at edgeguard cast on twitter uh so thanks for listening as always uh and we will talk to you next week with remnants